welcome to Making Shapes. My name is Kit and I am your host. This is a podcast about making the connections between art and wellness. The Farmer's Almanac isn't sharing the best of news about this coming winter. It's supposed to be cold, snowy, rainy, mushy, and you might say it's like that every year, but come on, folks. We all know that there are levels, and this year's levels are going to be intense. The weather patterns also mean gray skies, which also means darker days. So in light, pun intended, of all of that, here's a brief pod about seasonal affective disorder. Links included below, friends, always cite your sources. And by below, I mean the description below this podcast, you'll find links. 1984, a year, a book, and also the first time the term seasonal affective disorder was used in a research paper. It was described by Norman Rosenthal as a syndrome characterized by recurrent depressions that occur annually at the same time each year. How bad, or rather how noticeable, does something have to be in order to be funded by the NIMH, a.k.a. the National Institute of Mental Health? I would hypothesize, because I have no research to back the pre-research of this study, that it had to have been a pretty big deal. Like what PMS actually is, a big deal, by the way, and probably a good subject for another pod or podcast. But it also affects men, so that's why I think it was funded. Again, a subject worth discussing at another time, men and women in research. We'll go over that later, eventually, I hope, when I have time. Uh, Because I am desperately trying not to digress, let's get back to SAD. Signs of SAD usually fall between the autumn and winter months, but sometimes folks can have it during the spring or early summer. So really it can be an all-year-round thing, but probably most noticeable during the darker months because daylight saving sucks. Again, a hypothesis with no research to back it other than the massive amount of complaining I and many other people do at the same time every year because ah, daylight savings. To continue, folks with SAD have difficulty regulating serotonin. And in the darker months when sunlight lessens, so does our serotonin for everyone, not just the people with SAD. And melatonin, the stuff that helps us get tired at night, tends to increase. So that makes us tired earlier, I suppose, and then makes us feel less awesome. And this combo the melatonin increase and the serotonin decrease messes with our circadian rhythm, which is our body's internal clock. And that clock is set to respond to changes between light and dark throughout the day. So our circadian rhythm is so sensitive, our bodies can tell what light is better. So 7 a.m. light is supposedly better than 11 a.m. light, but I will split the difference and look at the 9 a.m. light because 7 a.m. is just not when I want to go outside, especially in the winter months. I'm trying not to digress. So let's get back to this. Folks with SAD follow a different beat of the circadian rhythm. Uh, Beat of a different drum, I guess. To me, this honestly highlights another way our bodies are magic. But also, normal is either not applicable or we have to understand that normal is different for everyone. That is a life statement right there. Some natural ways to help with SAD are, number one, food. Serotonin is manufactured in the brain, but almost 90% of it is found in our digestive tract, which leads people, us, me specifically, to understand that a healthy gut equals a healthy brain. 
So serotonin requires tryptophan, an amino acid that we can't make without the help of food. It's mostly found in the protein family. And tryptophan is supported by getting a healthy dose of vitamin B6. A fun fact, folks, and apropos due to the upcoming turkeys many people will be eating, the cells that make serotonin use tryptophan. And that's also found in turkey meat. And long story short, uh, what I'm actually trying to say is the idea that turkey makes you tired is a big old myth because chicken has more tryptophan than turkey. There's a link uh, below the description that you can read about it. It's super short and I encourage you to check it out. Uh, the, the researcher was actually saying that turkey doesn't make us tired, but overeating does. So on your banquets or whatever you are doing for that Thursday, uh, you know, keep an eye out on what you're doing. And that's all I have to say about it. Uh, number two, exercise. They used to say that working out constantly could stave off the winter blues, but thank goodness for more research because now they estimate a single 40-minute session can have immediate results. And actually, from my experience, it's more like 15 minutes a day of focused movement. kind of does the trick. But, you know, research is research. They use mostly male bodies to do this. So from my opinion, my anecdotal evidence based on being a trainer and someone who works with a lot of bodies, 15 minutes, friends, a day. And honestly, I think that's just going to make a world of difference. Number three, light therapy. Supposedly, BLT, also known as bright light therapy, is considered the, quote, first line of treatment in seasonal affective disorder, which historically light therapy has been recommended for a lot of things. So I can actually see where this is coming from. You know, when they say get some fresh air, if you read romance novels or watch anything on the BBC, someone's always sent to the ocean to get the good ocean air, and actually it meant the sun. There's more exposure to sun, and that's why people felt better. Light therapy, uh, the facts, helps to resynchronize the bum, 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 you got it, circadian rhythm. And the effects of the light therapy depend on a couple of factors, like how bright the light is, the wavelength spectrum, how long you use it. So I should have said a few factors instead of a couple. The time of day you use it. Um, so I guess it's a Goldilocks solution. It's going to be different for every single person. It's definitely worth trying. I personally use a red light therapy box, which is it's just a box shaped light. You can get red lights in any shape that you want. Um, but there's tons of evidence that red light therapy is amazing for seasonal affective disorder. And also... It's great as a collagen booster, so double bonus, little mini facelift. Um, and if you don't know anything about uh, red light therapy, one of the things I like to share with people is that they discovered the benefits of red light therapy because the astronauts used it on the spaceships to grow their food. Um, yeah, so I, I like to drop that off when I'm talking about the awesomeness of red light therapy. Now, a disclaimer here. I am not a doctor or a medical professional, and seasonal affective disorder is characterized as a mental uh, situation. So if you're currently using antidepressants or you're working with a therapist, please consult them before taking anything I say or mention or recommend to heart. Um, I'm going with the natural remedies here. I know nothing about any of the other things. I mean, I'm sure I could research it, but this is what I actually use in my own life, and I just wanted to put the word out and I shouldn't say just I'm trying to get that out of my vocabulary but I wanted to get the word out about things you can do 
or sad. Check out the links. There's research links. There's short articles. There's Healthline. There's Everyday Health. These are all my favorite sources. And if you have any questions or want to give me a shout out, please leave a comment. You can also fill in anything on my contact page on PilatesDojo.com. Give us a follow, spread the word, and thank you so much.